0: There. I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a home functionality coach and a realtor. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your spaces differently to get the most out of every square foot. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reasons. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every little win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. Have you connected with me on Instagram? My handle is at spaceandreason. In this episode, let's discuss home functionality and aesthetics. Whether you have a grand house on a large piece of land, or a tiny city townhouse, your home's entry is the first thing visitors see when they step inside your house, and it's the place that handles your comings and goings every day. Let's methodically walk through your home together. Imagine yourself pulling up to your house and parking. Where do you park if you even drive a car at all? Is there room for this in a garage or are you street parking? This could be the difference between city living and living in the burbs or country living. Do you have plenty of room to get out of your car? Imagine yourself getting groceries. What does this look like? How do you go inside with them? Where do you set your purse, your wallet? your keys, your sunglasses? Can you get in the door and into the kitchen with the groceries without having to duck and dodge around things? Is there a place to store all the things that's near the door that you need to take with you every day? Because if you don't, I'm gonna make a prediction here. They're landing randomly in areas throughout the house and then you have to go find them (laughs) When it's time to leave. So frustrating. Also, this stuff can clutter up the rest of your house, right? So even if you don't have a mudroom, at least give yourself the luxury of some sort of landing catch-all where there are baskets or bins or hooks or a combination thereof just mounted on the wall by the door that you come in. Hopefully, it's near where coats get hung. That could be a closet or hooks on the wall, so that your home is set up to manage the backpacks or the comings and goings of your life. Without that infrastructure, you've got an explosion of crap on the regular. You want your guests, ideally, to walk into an inviting atmosphere, not a chaotic mess Remember in earlier episodes, I discussed setting your home up to succeed, to handle your life so it frees up time for you to spend doing things you love with the people that you love? Well, this entryway business is part of that equation. If you put your keys in the same spot every day, you spend less time looking for them, If the kids' homework goes in the same spot every night once it's done, there's no panic in the morning, looking for where it was set just to get out the door. If your purse or wallet sits in their spot, it's not occupying space in other parts of the house that you need for other things. The more automatic you can make this, the more naturally you can keep the house clean with minimal upkeep. Here are three challenging scenarios, one of which might sound familiar to you if your main entryway is the same entryway used by both you and your guests. If you have an open floor plan like I do, you can convert an empty open concept space without a proper entryway by carving up the room into clearly defined zones for specific purposes. Perhaps you can put a chunky wooden bench behind the sofa located near the front door for shoes to go under and handbags to sit atop. Number two, perhaps you don't have a closet in your entryway. That's a conundrum. If you happen to instead have a recessed wall deep enough for shelves, say 10 inches or so, It could become space that handles all of the things. Imagine a shelf about 15 inches down from the ceiling for handbags or lunches. Under the shelf could be a few hooks for coats or a bar that they could hang on. Under that could be a small seat for optimal functionality and on the floor under that seat you could have a specific area for wet shoes or a rubber boot tray to contain the water that melts off your snow boots. Alternately let's say you have no recessed wall you could simply carve out space on the wall with a shelf up top stylish hooks underneath lined up in a row and anchored on the end with an umbrella holder and a water tray if you live in a wet part of the world. If you have even less space, if you're a city dweller or you live in a tiny home, you can also consider a floating console table that is mounted, has no legs, and is a space for catching all the things. Hang a mirror above it. The credenza is just simply big enough to hold something decorative like one plant and your purse or maybe a wallet and keys go in its drawer, under which could be a mat for shoes. Simple, concise, stylish, and small. Let's say your guests enter the front door, but you park in the garage and enter in between the garage and the house. Do you have a place to stash shoes and boots, maybe the dog leash, so that that stuff never makes it into your house? In this scenario, your guests need a simple spot just to sit their personal belongings and hang a coat. You don't need as much emphasis on the daily stuff like backpacks, homework, and storage in this main entryway because your guests enter there. These sorts of things can live in the back of the house, I'm using air quotes here, in a less conspicuous place. Think about what has to go out the door every single day and then list it out before you decide how you will solve this particular puzzle. Backpacks can get really heavy when they're filled with books homework can be daunting. All this needs a space to live once it's done and prepared for the next day so that they aren't forgotten on the way out the door. If you find yourself on house and home blogs or Instagram enough, you'll have surely come across Ikea shoe cabinets called Trones, T-R-O-N-E-S, which are great for containing shoes out of sight in small spaces. I also know a woodworker that makes very practical, custom-built-for-your-own-shoe-size shelving Ideal for the garage to be mounted right there next to the door before you walk into the house. That are around $125, which is really inexpensive given their custom, and they are glorious. The shelves slide. If you have an especially tall pair of boots, you can take out a whole shelf above it to make room. They're practical and wonderful because he makes them custom to fit your space. I'll put a link in the podcast notes of how to order yours, and yes, they do ship anywhere. Sometimes a useful bench in the entryway is the ticket if it fits your sense of aesthetics. They can be handy spot for groceries when unloading the car. Put baskets underneath for hats, coats, gloves, etc., Here is a list of five things every entryway needs if it's where you and your family enter on a daily basis. Number one, seating of some sort to be able to just sit down and put on lace-up boots without stumbling and hopping around. Number two, storage for things that don't really belong anywhere else like gloves, hats, mittens, etc. Number three, a tabletop or hooks for purses and bags specifically. Number four, lighting, because when the days are shorter, you need to be able to see. And number five, a solution for coats, hooks, or a closet. Creating a pleasing, stylish entry zone is one of the best ways to stay motivated to keep it neat and clean. So let's talk about the aesthetics before you buy. A mirror, either by itself or surrounded by wall art, can make a great first impression. Can you paint or wallpaper the wall in which hosts the coat hooks or bench? Can you put wallpaper on the top one third and paint the lower third? I have a great example of this by mindfullygray.com, which is also pinned on my Pinterest board called Entryways. Please note, I have a different board called Mudrooms and Laundry because many people don't have the luxury of a mudroom and creating a space to manage your comings and goings at your front door so that your life is clean and neat and tidy, that's a whole different ball game. Find my boards by searching the same handle I use everywhere, space and reason. Speaking of aesthetics, we originally had cubbies in our mudroom. And I came to the conclusion after about a year of living with it that I didn't like the visual clutter. So I had custom bins made to hold things, but then we couldn't see what was in them. So I ended up attaching labels with rose gold binder clips to each one. One bin holds our SPF since we usually put it on as we go out the door. Above it is the hats, mittens and gloves bin so they can be swapped based on the time of year. One bin holds my business cards and other marketing materials that I often need to restock so when I go to open houses or other places where I'll know I'll want them, I'll have them handy near the door and that also cuts down on the amount of stuff I'm storing in my office. Do you have an onslaught of paper coming into the house regularly? This used to be one of my family's biggest issues in a condo we had. A two-tiered wire wall-mounted bin, one for him and one for her, with our initials on each, helped to solve this issue for us. Whether it was mail I needed to deal with or a permission slip that needed to be signed, it went in my bin until I needed it. His bills, his lists, his stuff went in his bin. Also, my husband is not a piler. Do you know what I'm saying? There are people that specifically like to make piles by habit. I know quite a few women that are married to people that pile things. If your partner does this, I know these bins help significantly. You can take the entire pile, put it in that bin for them to take care of and handle when they have time. The best way to bump a podcast up the charts is to get listeners to rate and review the show. Take your words and let them be seen and heard. I've heard from you that this show is just so different from others. Kindly take a minute and leave a quick review. They count towards charting and discovery for other listeners. I read reviews of other podcasts before I decide to give a new one a try too. Thanks in advance for taking the time to leave a review for me. Is your entryway in the same space as the bookshelves we did together in episode nine? What did you learn from that podcast and how might it apply here to your entryway? Questions to ask yourself about your entryway space and your reason. Question number one. If someone walked into your home without you there... Would they immediately know where to set their things without being told? Question number two, would they be invited with a visual cue or sign to remove their shoes? We have a sign out front affixed to the bottom of our Adirondack chairs that sit on our front porch. The sign was a souvenir from a trip we took to Hawaii. It invites people to remove their shoes and I would call it a successful request because most people do see it and honor it. If they don't, I have zero reservations about saying we're a no-shoe household. Would you mind taking off your shoes before roaming about? Question number three, is there a place for shoes to sit in a way that people won't fall over them? Question number four, here's a thought experiment. Take a photo of your entryway. Sometimes seeing your space in a photo helps you to see if it's beautiful, if it's too cluttered. Is it even ugly? Sometimes taking a photo and working on making the photo pretty by rearranging is a way to get out of the weeds and see your space from an outsider's point of view. Along the same line, do you have any natural materials incorporated to make your space beautiful and yet comfortable? Leather and rope and wood, natural fibers of any kind always help a space to feel timelessly comfortable and welcoming. Last question, number five. Let's review the list from earlier as it pertains to your specific space. Do I have seating of some sort? Storage for gloves, hats, mittens, SPF, whatever your region requires. Do I have a tabletop or hooks specific for hanging purses, bags, and backpacks? Do I have lighting addressed in some way? Do I have a solution for coats, hooks, or a closet? Which of these can I add, and which of these isn't aesthetically pleasing and could be improved upon? Do you need an umbrella stand? I'm sure it depends on where you live. Though umbrellas and their sunny cousins parasols are believed to have thousands of years of history, the folding umbrella was only created in 1928. According to Sunnycomb, a website about weather, the country where people have the most umbrellas is Japan, with an average of 3.3 umbrellas per person. The United States ranks sixth, followed by Ireland, India, Thailand, Chile, the Philippines, and England. As for what part of the U.S. uses umbrellas the most, you would think it would be Seattle, right? While Seattle gets a lot of cloudy, rainy days, it gets very little actual rain. It ranks in the top five for cloudy days in the country, but doesn't even make the top 40 for how much rain it actually gets because Seattle's rain is a drizzle or a mist or a sprinkle. That means, generally speaking, you will be no drier with an umbrella than you would be without it. And on the rare occasion that there is actual real-life heavy rain, it's often accompanied by wind blowing the umbrellas inside out and rendering them useless. So those that live there, and I did once, that's where I went to college, we forego the umbrella and choose a great raincoat instead. What happens in your home is very important, including how it functions, how you feel in the space, and whether it brings you and your family frustration and stress or pleasure and support. Your entryway is the second thing that gets noticed after Curb Appeal when I show clients your home as a realtor. Your home really matters. What you do with your minutes adds up to hours, and hours adds up to days, and eventually your lifetime. How much of that time do you want to spend looking for your keys? What is your pain tolerance from the frustration of shuffling papers and mail off the kitchen counter for the 1,000th time? Making sure your entryway has had some attention paid to it, both for your guests and for your family, is so important. Your home should reflect and enhance your personalities and passions with room for your son's trombone to sit near the door awaiting band practice the next day and a spot for all the required stuff you need to leave the house too, so you aren't frantically searching day in and day out. You can create a space that encourages you to be organized by giving each item you need a specific place to live near your door. Does your entry make you feel easy and relaxed, or does it make you feel anxious and stressed? Does it embrace your entire family? Are there spaces for each person to handle what they need for every single day? This puzzle will morph as time goes on and interests and priorities change. This is part of the fun of creating a home that thrives. You'll feel such a sense of accomplishment when your entry stays a little more tidy on its own because you've thought of a spot for everything to be contained. Everything has a home. Coming and going will just be easier. Who do you know that might need to buy or sell their home in the Portland, Oregon area? If you happen to know someone who needs a realtor in this geography, send them my way. You can easily connect through social media or my website, spaceandreason.com. Join us over on our private Facebook group page called Home, Space, and Reason because I really want to hear about your wins and see your before and after entryway photos. Spaces and reasons likely only matter to you once you've spent a decent chunk of money on a house, and you realize you really suck at a particular task, or if you really want to make a space beautiful, man, do they ever make it look easy on HGTV, but you discover it's harder than you thought, and you've tried, and thus far, not succeeded at some particular aspect. There's no such thing as perfect. That's why this podcast is for you it's for all of us. I'm glad you've joined me. Be sure and subscribe and tell anyone who might also enjoy creating a home that thrives. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives and for the privilege of your time. I'll meet you back here for the next episode.